0: Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. We are going to have a great show for you today. Please remember, this is your show. If you're driving into work this morning, if you are just getting up and getting that first cup of coffee, welcome aboard, folks. This is a call-in show, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738 extension number one to contribute, extension number two to be on air. If you have something to say, please don't wait till the end of the show to call in because we get limited time and I kind of have to hurry you off. But we don't want to do that. We want to hear your point of view. We want to hear your voices because, once again, this is your show. Good morning. Good morning, Howard Reynolds. Good morning. Good morning, El Senor Jacques Van Biber. How are you guys doing out there in the studio? Oh, we're upright.
1: Yeah, we're doing all right, Egberto.
0: So You're far, the strings and stringer holding together. You know, this morning it held together like no other. You just came in and pushed a button and it was all there. And I know it's like, at least we know the strings are not popping. Anyhow, folks, we're going to have a great show for you today. Uh, the title of the show today is A Real Healthcare for All Story. Healthcare for All is the only answer. Leave TikTok alone. All of you Houstonians, all of you from the Houston metropolitan area and all over, we haven't yet done what Montana has done to, to ban TikTok in their state. You know what? It's funny because I'll go into this later, but you can't really ban TikTok. Uh, the truth of the matter is folks just have to do some machinations with IP and VPNs and they'll work just fine. the The fix is already in what? what uh, those people who want to control your lives have to realize is that they can, there's always a workaround. There's always a workaround. You know, a few, uh, a few days ago, somebody was talking about, uh, you know, how, how, how people do things. And I'm like, you know, laws are laws, but if a law makes the lives too difficult for people to abide by the laws in the long run, they always find a way around the law that's just human nature we do what we need to do to survive 7135265738 extension number 1 to support us extension number 2 to be a part of our uh, our show by calling in and talking so again th- remember please this is your show and we do want to hear from you. The first uh, part of the show is an interview that I did with uh, Vic, Uz- uh, Vic Uzumeri. Vic Uzumeri is an engineer. Vic Uzumeri is a, a citizen of the United States as well as a citizen of Canada. And what he did is, after he retired, he went back to Canada. And the major reason for going back to Canada was. Healthcare. When he was here, he was on the healthcare system from the job that he had, but and so he was one of the lucky few in the United States that had very good coverage here in the United States because of the major employer that he worked for. But uh, he has a story to tell. I, I I recorded this at Netroots in Pittsburgh a few months ago. And given that we just got uh, Medicare for All again reintroduced into Congress a couple of days ago, I thought it was apropos to, to let folks hear this because, you know, not everybody heard it when, it, when, when I did it, but most importantly... Because of the bombardment of misinformation, the bombardment of lies that come from the medical industrial complex that try to let people believe that having things like a single payer system or having everybody insured. You, you, you saw the piece that I did with uh, the great work from Channel 13 a few days ago where, uh, where we had somebody say that we cannot give Texans healthcare because it would overwhelm the system. I want you guys to understand the inhumanity in these statements that we hear out of our Texas legislature. We will just let some people die because, you know, there may not be enough doctors or we'll just send too many people to the doctor if we if we give everybody health care. It's not that we can't give people health care. It's that we choose not to give people health care. It's not that healthcare costs too much. It's that we choose to create a system in which which healthcare is nothing more than a monopoly. Later on, I'm gonna to talk to you as well about what's occurring here in in in, in Houston, where a major investment company that bought up some healthcare companies because they thought they were gonna make 10 times their investment on that income, finally went bankrupt when, even as they were gouging people, they just realized how difficult this thing is to make money off of illness when there's a population not very well insured. But without further ado, uh, well, let me just say before I start, uh, I start that interview, I want to ask you, uh, you can, you can do all of this while you're listening. You can go to kpft.org and support politics done right, uh, for KPFT. Support KPFT via politics done right. Hit, uh, go to kpft.org, hit the donate button and contribute whatever you can. A uh, real quickly $40 contribution gives you complete access to vote in both the local station and the national Pacifica Network, which controls uh, which, which controls hundreds of stations and five major flag state ship stations. You can also I uh, provide a hundred dollar donation for a politics and right T shirt with the logo of KPFT on it as well. And you can uh, if you donate two hundred and fifty dollars or above, I'll take you to coffee and we'll sit down and we'll talk politics or whatever you want to talk about. Uh, And I think if if Howard has the information right now, there's a seven to five dollar bus tour of the Houston area. Do you have that uh, with you, uh, Howard? I do. It's posted right here on the wall.
2: And why more people don't talk about this, I don't know, because this is really cool. Our very own Mr. McKinney, who does the uh, Houston Hour tonight, as a matter of fact, from six until seven, he has volunteered his tour bus. It's an open-air school bus for an hour and a half pass to uh, the VIP tour of the Houston's Historic Places. Herman Park will be one of them, Museum District, Texas Medical Center, and a tour of the radio station, which is really cool. $75 gets you in. It's a pass good for one year. So they're going to be doing this once a month tours, which is really pretty cool. So contact us at 713-526-5738. Pick up a couple of passes. That would be a, kind of a first cool, you know, a, a cool first date or something. You know, if you got the lady that you really want to impress. Well, Mr. McKinney's very impressive. And so is this tour. So check us out. 713-526-5738,
0: extension Thank number you. one. Thank you so kindly, Howard. So again, you can call 713-526-5738 to give whatever you can, whatever you want. Remember, this doesn't have to be paid all at once. You can pay it in, in installments over over the months. Uh, likewise, uh, if you go to kpft.org, please do remember to uh, provide, it to, when you donate, to select the Politics and right program as a program that you are supporting. Uh, we must raise $250 per day. I uh, have not made that all week to support the program Please uh, be so kind to ensure that we can stay on air by making sure it's known that Politics Done Right is a supported show by the public. Let's go ahead and get started with the interview and uh, we'll talk about it after that. Please uh, be prepared to call in if you want to discuss this subject before we go to the other subject. Remember, this is your show. You control what goes on. Here we go. Welcome to our first edition of Politics Done Right outside of Netroots, or rather in the Netroots Nation Conference here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And as our first guest today, we have Vic Usameri. Vic Usameri. I noticed I paused because I wanted to make sure to get Usameri correctly. Vic, welcome to Politics Done Right. Thank you, Vic. Hey, Vic, um, we're here trying to... uh, Unite folks here in the prog- in the progressive uh, domain and and learn about different policies, etc. And one of the things that I've been very interested in is healthcare. Mm-hmm. Now you are, I, I call you an expert because you've lived in both systems. You've lived in the American healthcare system and you've lived the Canadian healthcare system. First of all, just an absolute term, which is the better system?
3: Um, like every business system. And, right. I, and I'd characterize these as business systems. I right. mean, we tend to put magic in there. That's it's, it's magical healthcare, medicine, uh, Ouija board, and all kinds of right. stuff. Re- they really are trying to uh, deliver, s- systematically deliver healthcare services to the population. So in America, American uh, has U S has one system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada has another system. There are probably 30 other right. systems NHS in, in, in Great Britain. Well, the OECD countries, there's, right. there's 32 countries and 32 different variety right. flavors of the system. Right. So it's a system. So I don't, I've never, my background is I taught business operations management supply chain for a long time, decades. And, Business systems are never, you never take a business system against another business system and say one is better. You can't. Parts of one are are much better than mm-hmm. another, and it'll flip the other way. Now, some cases, um, a lot more parts may be good in one system than are good in another, mm-hmm. in which case you strong of, form a strong uh, appreciation for the system you think has more good parts no i i want to i want to and canada canada is the one i would say has more on balance has more good well thought out pieces of the puzzle than the
0: united states you're has. a very diplomatic person is what i i will say because i i look as an in both of us are engineers but as a more i guess absolute engineer i would look and i said i look at outcomes and if you look at the outcomes from one system over the other in the aggregate just about every single system in the OCD, OCD comes out. Outperforms the United States. The United States. Yes. And I think that is, that gives, that's a, in my opinion, that's the answer that we, we, we look for.
3: I, I agree. I mean, if, if you ask me, which would I personally prefer Mm -hmm. to live with? The answer
0: would be the Canadian system. Now you told me a story that, that kind of boggled my mind. And first of all, we're going to sort of touch on your wife's story. Just as it relates to health care. But you mentioned something that to me, uh, I, when I heard it, it, I just didn't think about it. You said when you go to a doctor or you seek health care in Canada, money never comes up as a topic. That's correct.
3: Um, the closest, i uh, see if I can fish it out. Um, the closest it comes is it's this a card. card I mean this is this might as well for all per, intents and purposes might right. be might as well be a visa or mastercard right. right I mean it has it does exactly the same thing
0: so whenever you
3: need help you go into a bar you talk to the bartender you get your drink you have your meal you chat with your friends you, you chat with the bartender they give you service do all that stuff the only money you talk to a bartender is when they b- bring you the bill and you hand them their, your visa card Right. Okay. Think that experience. And that's the Canadian experience. So they
0: give you health care and you provide that as the. You put up front, you walk in,
3: you walk in, you walk in and they need to know who you are. That's your ID card. That's your ID. So, and at least where I am downtown Toronto, um, all of my records are electronic. Right. So when my family uh, practitioner sends me for a test, I go, I go to, uh, to get the test. I show my card. Well, that card allows them to look up my medical records before the test. Right. I mean, all that stuff is organized. It's all tied around. And the key is that it's a single point, point of truth about who I am and where the money's coming from. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a big concept in business about when you build business systems, is establishing a single point of truth that is one place you can always go reliably to and get the facts and everybody can do it so everybody can be on the same
0: page unlike our system where one particular doctor any patient comes in he has to have a staff tell him exactly what insurance company are you with and call them up see what's covered that's right that's, no,
3: that's that, and that is the that to me is the fundamental flaw and inefficiency in the United in the U.S. system. U.S. system spends twenty five to thirty five percent of the of its healthcare dollar On administration, not administration, trying to figure out who to stick the bill to. Right, right, right. I mean, it's not about paying the bill. It's not about delivering a service. There's nothing in there other than everybody's scurrying around like rats right. in, a, in a maze trying to figure out who's going to be the unlucky soul that gets stuck with a bill. The bill. <laughs> that's the holes. That's, that's almost a third, quarter to a third mm-hmm. of the total healthcare expenditure in the United States. Canada does not have that right. at all. Right. All right. So right there is any, any medical service you want to provide in Canada You know, there's minor stuff around the edges, but in theory, it's going to be 25 to 30 percent cheaper. Right. Just because that cost is not part of the equation at all.
0: That is. is true. So tell us a little bit about your recent experience that probably would have bankrupted somebody here in the United States and you had it in Canada.
3: Well, the we just moved. My wife and I just moved from Atlanta I mean, my background is I spent 20 years teaching at Auburn University. Mm-hmm. Then I took early retirement and lived for the past decade in, in uh, Atlanta, downtown Atlanta. And then last uh, last August, we sold our, our condo mm-hmm. um, and moved to Toronto. And right. both my wife and I are Canadian citizens, mm-hmm. natives. We were born there. Mm-hmm. So we were able to... Move back. Were you American citizens too? Or yes. Yeah. We're both, we're, we're dual okay. uh, because we over 35 years in the United States, I'd become naturalized. Right. And, but you don't throw away, you right. know, don't change where you're born. So right. I'm still a Canadian citizen. Right. So was able to move back pretty s- seamlessly. Um, and to get health care, to get that little card, um, the only really bureaucratic thing I had to do is we had to have, we had to have a permanent place to live because mm. it's based on you on where you're your residents, right? Yeah. Each like, province have a, its each one has right. it. And and plus all the paperwork has to go somewhere. They have to have a place to mail you and so on. So, uh, it wasn't even when we moved into an apartment, it's when I saw, had the signed lease from the apartment, right. I was able to go down to service Ontario, the government office with one-stop shopping, show them the signed lease, and they handed me, you know, the equivalent of a temporary driver's license. They right. handed me a sheet of paper, which was my temporary health card. Had right. the code that mattered. Right. The card didn't matter. The code did. And two weeks later, the plastic card. Right. Showed up in my mailbox.
0: That's it. And now you are a covered citizen. I
3: was covered from the moment I got that piece of paper with my code
0: number on it. Right. The temp. And then you can go, you can go get health care.
3: I can walk into any, uh, uh, they have a system there. I basically, it's all run through, um, now in the U S my wife and I were first in the, in, in downtown Atlanta, we were Mm -hmm. in the Emory healthcare system. Mm -hmm. I had U S pensions and have very good, you know, Medicare part ABCD and, and supplemental from the last one was Humana. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were well covered in the States and I was in the uh, Emory system. And then in the Piedmont system in downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and within those systems, we could sort of get anything we right. wanted with that card, with the Ontario card, I can walk. Um, I go to my, my family practice. You They assign you, you have to have a family practice. Mm-hmm. You have to have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you do when you get the card, or even when you get the code number mm-hmm. is phone a um, uh, an exchange or exchange, exchange and they say they take your information and say okay and then they go look for a family practice right. practitioner and they say very clearly up front if you don't like them just call back and we'll get you another right i mean it's not like we're sticking them but here here's one we think you know the one we have right now is a five minute walk right um you know those are, so they had that criteria and so my wife and i each have Our own family practice, and everything goes through them. Right, and they can anything I need in the way of uh, services or um, diagnostics or testing or anything like that. um, If it makes medical sense, then he he just writes a referral, and boom, it's done. Right. When I go to get the test, I just show my card. Right. They knock it off there's never a conversation about money there's never a conversation about bureaucracy right the only bureaucracy you i've encountered in the canadian system is bureaucracy if it had a specific medical meaning right and requirement
0: it was it was Exactly. I I get exactly what you're talking about. You know, there, there's a reason for that. Yeah.
3: When you're arguing over, when you're talking about when will I get another appointment, the other appointment is, well, when will it make medical sense for you to come back? Don't, no point coming back in two days, nothing will have changed. Um, that, so to be in a, to go from the emory and the piedmont system which are very sophisticated systems right I mean, those are probably right at the top of u.s medicine right um, business practices right um, to to canada and um, it's just so clean and simple right and because it's all through the same system my records are available to everybody i go to i don't have to I don't have to make, you don't it re- have to fill out a whole they list They already
0: of have them. Efficiency.
3: If they've got my code, they've got, they've got the access and they already have. I
0: them. tell you something that, that, that they use in the United States to dissuade people from doing things like that, right? They like to use this thing called privacy, not realizing, you know, oh, that's in having your records centralized. Like that is, uh, well, you got a trade off.
3: You got a trap. Right. You can, you can hide your medical condition from your doctors. Right. And you can be confident that they will not know uh, what you've had and where you've had it and what's happened. Um, And then they can make a mistake and kill you.
0: (laughs) And that's what people don't understand. But the other thing that they talk about with privacy is that, well, if if everybody has your records, they can actually see it. And and my thing is, the only reason to hide your medical records in the United States system is to, to sort of con the system so that they don't know. Some entity doesn't find out that you had something. Before yeah, if you're running a, a really good if you're condition. running
3: a really good Social Security scam. Right. Then that kind of privacy makes a hell of a lot of sense. Ex- I'd be all for it. Exactly. I mean, every Social Security scammer. I mean, but that that's. When I say business systems, you got the same business system issues right. in every other business system. Exactly, exactly. You know, but did the supplier really put stuff in the container before they shipped it, or did it drop
0: in the ocean? Anyway, Vic, I, I want to before we we close here, I want to go over that story about your wife. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about your, something happened recently. Just tell us that sequence.
3: Yeah, this is this is a, after we arrived in Canada, and my wife. Um, she, my wife, went to her family practice, right, and and said she was told she really needed to have uh, it was time to have some diagnostics. There were some signs and stuff like that. Uh, family practice doctor uh, pushed her mm-hmm. to go get the diagnostics and set everything up. It was all done. I mean, boom, 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 boom. She went, got the diagnostics. They found a they found an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to require some fairly serious surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, The next step is the lab that found the surgery. The doctor at the lab that found the surgery had already uh, went straight ahead and made um, a uh, referral Mm -hmm. and where we are, we're very fortunate. There are five major research teaching hospitals Mm -hmm. within a, within a five minute drive. Wow! So, I mean, they, they, they just went around all these great hospitals and said, OK, who's got an opening? Oh, OK. Over there. My wife went there. Mm-hmm. Turns out the doctor is probably top 20, top 50 in North America. Whoa. Um, young guy. I mean, 40s, sharp as a tack. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Um, and his performance was absolutely professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, as good as you Emory and Piedmont would die and go to heaven if they could deliver that service.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) And that, and you got some of the best insurance here in the United States. And it turns out that this, this, that's going to cost you nothing.
3: Well, uh, as I
0: said, other than your taxes.
3: Piedmont or or Emory on a, on their best, on their best day would have equaled what we got. Imagine that. Um, We, she went into hospital. She had surgery actually before that, He, he wanted to be certain of the diagnosis. So she had full blood workup, ultrasound, MRI, CAT scan, whole everything. Boom. It took him about two weeks to get it all scheduled. Um, he looked at everything, took it to a, a team in in one of the hospitals where they actually review Mm -hmm. these cases as a group. And, uh, you know, so they get input from multiple eyes mm-hmm. on the problem, came up with a plan, uh, involved surgery, mm-hmm. booked her into, uh, into a hospital. She went in, she had the surgery. She stayed three days, uh, uh, went home. She got 10 visits from a home, um, support nurse RN.
0: just to follow up,
3: to make sure that, that, Follow up after the surgery, the surgery was going well. There was no infection at yada, yada, yada. Um, and she has regular appointments with a follow-up nurse at the hospital every couple of months now scheduled out mm-hmm. for life. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as she wants them, as long as she needs them, she can have them. Mm-hmm. She just go there. Total cost. Zero. Out of pocket. And, no, sorry. It's not total cost a lot more out of pocket to us. Zero, zero.
0: But the truth. And then one of the things that I asked you, and we're coming close to the time that we have to close, but one of the things that I asked you was, uh, Hey Vic, but did uh, isn't your, aren't your taxes a hell of a lot more than in the United States? And your answer was a bit surprising.
3: Well, it, it, it's hard to tell, but it's not hugely different. I mean, because first of all, the moment we came to Canada, I was able to drop the Medicare part B and the Humana extended health that that I was doing through my pension plan. So right there is about 500 us a month. A month that you Uh, don't pay at all. Then I don't pay at all. (laughs) Gone. Gone. Um, now, are my taxes higher than that? Because of our my situation, it's actually a little hard. I had some business losses in a previous year right. carrying they carry in the States, they don't apply in Canada. So I'll probably know next year. My sense is I'll pay a little more in Canada. Right. But for what it's worth. But not not remotely. Um you know, it it won't be egregious in any way. Right. And uh the net effect is but the peace of mind,
0: the peace of mind. And you know that you can get the service when you want the service. So the fallacy that you have to wait, I tell people here in the United States, try to make an appointment with a specialist here in the U S sometimes you're months away from being able to see a specialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, I, you'll
3: uh, be months away from seeing a specialist if it's a, if it's an elective situation an elective in Canada, yeah, I mean, right. Specialists for elective sur- surgery are scarce everywhere in the world. Right. Um, so you're going to get that. And, you know, your mileage may vary. I mean, my, mo- my mother had a hip replacement and they made her uh, wait six months, four or five of those months she was doing rehab. Right. Now, either that rehab was to. Uh, See if she really
0: needed it after all.
3: Yeah. I mean, was either was either to sort of a sneaky way of rationing the care. Right. Or it was just damn good medicine.
0: <laughs> exactly.
3: And I don't know which one it is. Right, I'm not going right, to say. It. Right. Overall, my, sen- my sense is financially on the medical side, we're going to be close to a wash or somewhere reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows the system that's been built, which has its weaknesses. I mean, right. there's some areas that Canadians, Canadians bitch about their healthcare system. Right. Everybody. Well, the only thing is when they do survey, if you do a survey of Canadians, and say, do you, you know, are you satisfied with healthcare?" They'll say no. If you ask them another question, would you trade your healthcare for the U.S.? The answer is hell no, 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 no. <laughs> I, and I
0: think that is where we ended. Vic, thank you so kindly for being a part of politics and right. Enjoyed it. Well, folks, that is reality. That isn't coming from... Uh, the media that isn't coming from the liars, from the corporate structure that is coming from somebody's lived experience in Canada. And I could repeat that lived experience over and over and over again. Before I go to Mr. Gonzalez, I want to or I don't know if it's a Mr. or not to Gonzalez. I'd like to um, ask everyone to give us a call at 713-526-5738 uh, to contribute Uh uh, hit option number one to contribute. Remember that uh, to select Politics Done Right as a program you're supporting or go to kpft.org, go to kpft.org and click the donate button to support our program. The only way we remained on air with a particular program is for that program to show that people want to hear that program so i ask you so kindly to call 713-526-5738 during this fun drive in fact do it now if you can hit uh, the click on donate button and you can support the program i forgot to mention two other options and that is the brick which if for those who give 25 bucks a month there's a brick with whatever insignia they want including their name etc that we'll put on our path likewise for 50 dollars a month we also give you an eight by eight brick that you can uh, place anywhere so there are a lot of ways to support us from the least expensive to the most expensive but we do need your support this show needs 250 dollars Per day, and we're about four days behind. Please go ahead and provide whatever you can at however you can. Anyway, let's go ahead and go to Mr. Gonzalez or Gonzalez. Gonzalez, how are you doing? good my
1: name is Gonzalo.
0: Uh, oh, Gonzalo, cómo estás, hermano? Bienvenido a Politics then Right.
1: Bien, mucho gusto hablar contigo. Y, uh, I'm very. Uh, I follow you since I was. I work in a school. I'm a teacher. I also have to deal with. Insurance here in the US. I'm a dual citizen. Uh, I'm also Canadian and I have a Canadian experience uh, in Quebec. So maybe uh, I agree with uh, your Vic in some points. I disagree with him in some, but all in all, I think it's the truth. I mean, if you just put the two systems in a balance, of course, the Canadian is a lot better. Uh, I would say that uh, uh, Canada, I don't know if you know a little bit about the history of the Canadian system.
0: Uh, I, I actually remember how it was formed. It was one of the poorest country and one of the worst systems in the planet for a while.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, if you know Terry Fox's uh, uh, story, uh, it, it was uh, a guy, uh, 16 years old uh, kid that got cancer. And he ran a marathon. Uh, his goal was to get from uh, East Coast well, West coast to East Coast. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Uh, but uh, it was a very shocking uh, uh, story for all Canadians. And uh, I think that was the beginning. I think it was Trudeau. I'm not sure about all the things that I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that Canada is the second largest country in the world, but with a, a little population. And right uh, in the 70s, the Canadian economy was probably so strong that they decided to purchase all the hospital, all the major hospitals, something that could be impossible here in the United States so that's the reality and that's the system i will have to deal with here in the united states uh canada could afford that the government at that time and i think it was a very wise and novel idea and uh, i think that's the beginning of course the system is not perfect uh your guests uh told us about it i could just tell you some uh, of my experience in the Quebec system. And also highlight some things that probably uh, do not happen in Quebec when you arrive as a a coming back uh, citizen. Uh, As far as I know, and that has not been my case because I moved 10 years ago to Houston, but I have friends who were born in Canada And uh, they have to wait six months because they were overseas for more than six months and more than a year. And I think when they come back, uh, if they want to get the services, there is a waiting uh, time as far as i know
0: in well Quebec. this Remember? yeah vics Canada. experience vics experience is from uh last from a year and a half ago so maybe things have changed i, I don't know but vics a lot. yeah and
1: i i am talking with friends uh are there and uh of course after the pandemic there a shortage in uh people working nurses doctors etc they have been forced to do uh, things to mitigate that uh, lack of... Shortage. uh, For for example, uh, you have to wait long lines, and that happened prior to the pandemic, too. In my own experience, I can tell you I had a uh, nose surgery with an excellent doctor. He was a plastic surgeon from Mexican origin. He was about to retire, but I was... uh, you know, a rock star. And uh, the first time I went to the surgery, uh, uh, he uh, I was uh, ready since uh, early in the morning. And at three o'clock he came very kindly and he told me, Gonzalo, you have, unfortunately, uh, I cannot uh, operate you on because I only have uh, one nurse, but I promise you next time you will be the first in line. So I was frustrated, of course, I worked in the school, too. I had the benefit of having my eight days or nine days, I don't remember. But uh, I'm telling you, the, the next time uh, he put me, I was the first in the surgery room, and uh, it was a successful experience. Uh, I, you also have to deal with the private, because that, that you'll get Uh, taller, uh and uh, uh, some particular procedures can be uh, delayed because of right. many factors. Right. Uh, you have the option of the private and actually my plastic surgeon, I don't remember his name, he had a very serious uh, office in Sherbrooke Street, uh, downtown on Montreal, but he worked for both. And I think that's the reality, actually. In order to make the system work, you have to deal with both, because the uh, Canadian public system is not perfect. perfect. And I have told you that at the beginning, and I can tell you that, of course, it's better than this system. And I gave you the historical research why it's uh, better than this one. Uh, they could afford at some point to Uh, By those uh, hospitals, right? But they coexist both private and public. And of course, the public and the benefit uh, Mm -hmm. it goes to to the uh, burden of the citizens and the people who work, because Canada, of course, pay higher taxes. And uh, uh, as your guests also say, when you come back, probably you have a business. You're going to see the difference not making that much money, but you have peace of mind that probably you will have a better uh, opportunity to survive uh, after uh, dealing with all the bureaucracy and all the things that you have to deal with. And,
0: and you know, you
1: have- Go- I-
0: yeah. Gonzalo, Gonzalo, I think what you just gave was a frank a frank discussion of the, you know, different health, the healthcare systems. And uh, what you said makes a lot of sense. Uh, Of course, Uh, uh, there are times, whenever the the, the government and any any entity tries to optimize its use. So things like hip surgeries and so forth, you know, you don't want to, you want to have as little slack in that system as possible, right? So therefore you schedule people and if 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 the lag time goes over six months, maybe then you start hiring more doctors so that the lag time gets reduced, but you increase efficiency so that it 's always used as an example, if you go to any diagnostic center around uh, around Houston, you will see that most of the both very expensive equipment. They're not being used for most of the times. And while they're not being used, that means that that capital investment, we're all paying for several capital investments that go unused. So, I mean, uh, the, the way you are so correct when you say no system is perfect. And that's true. Unless you had unlimited monies, no system is perfect. And what the Canadians have done is taken out the huge. The huge majority of profits. Now, I want to do a slight pushback on what you had to say about buying hospitals. And because Canada was smaller and have less uh, hospitals to purchase or whatever, I, I was never talking about, whenever I talk about health care for all, etc., about the necessity of us to make hospitals public. I'd like to have a hell of a lot more public hospitals, but that isn't to deny private hospitals, but it, it, it what it does is it prevents you from paying $100 for aspirin, $100 for gauze, and these things, when there is yeah, a competitive...
1: That's absolutely insane. Uh, right, effect. Uh, I mean, I said that for, a, for a family, family, uh, 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 insurance, uh, $700 per month. And uh, Uh, I had a a problem in my shoulder. And uh, of course, it's not a big deal. Uh, And I have to wait till to see if it gets better, because if I go to my family doctor, I have to meet the deductible, and I have to pay $150 just for the doctor to tell me, okay, get an aspirin or get this, or we have exactly. to do a procedure or an x-ray. That's insane, you know? And uh, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I moved from uh, HISD. I'm not going to tell you where I am now. But all the insurances uh, and I, all the uh, public system are like uh, the one that I have now. And right. HIC, you know, the stuff behind uh, had a very good insurance. I hope uh, with the changes and the TEA taking over, they are not going to uh, take that away from teachers because, uh, again, that's... That
3: was a big
0: difference. I'm telling. Well, let, let me tell you what my my, my answer to that is, uh, Mr. Gonzalo, and that is we have to realize that there uh, that we can actually force the type of healthcare system, just like we like like Canada made the decision. They just had to choose humanity over uh, maximal profits. Humanity over maximal profits. I have nothing against profits, but what we have in the United States isn't profits. What we have is uh, profits on people being killed. And when we start to look at things for how they really are, I think changes can be made. Señor Gonzalo, muchísimas gracias por la llamada. Thank you so kindly for giving us a... Okay, tenga buen día, hablamos más tarde, ¿está bien?
1: Igual. Take care.
0: Thank Take you, care. thank you, sir. Anyway, that was Mr. Gonzalo. Uh, thank you very much for that call, folks. Um, I I need to stress very, uh, very, very much that we need to raise, uh, we need to raise funds for our station KPFT. Um, I have two other subjects to cover today. I I wanted to bring a, an objective, an objective view of one system that's out there. That is, that's orders of magnitude better than ours from an actual Canadian who has lived in both systems. You are bombarded with information continuously. Uh, you're de- denied truths. You're given lies by people whose interest is there by the chaos in our system. With the chaos in our system, they can profit and profit and profit at your expense. I wrote a piece uh, a couple days ago, where I showed that uh, the, the actual number of deaths in, 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 in Texas and around the country for the 10 states that do not accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act is over 2,500 people dead every year. And that from the party who believes they are the party that believes in the sanctity of life. Monies are there. For ideological reasons, they're denying it. If we decided to have true universal health care via what we call Medicare for all, healthcare for all, or whatever you want to call it, so many more people could live. So many more people could be more productive. Our economy could take off. It just means that, this, that the evil few wouldn't be able to collect on all that they collect on right now. So I ask you so kindly support the station that's bringing you real and true information. 713-526-5738, extension number one to contribute to the show, extension number two to be on air. I also ask you so kindly to uh, go to kpft.org, kpft.org, and supply uh, and you support us by hitting the donate button, and you can then uh, select what would you want as a gift or how much you want to give. Please be sure to select uh, "Politics Done Right" as a program to support. Let's go ahead and bring in uh, my sister, Alistair Water. Come on in, Alistair. Hey,
4: brother. So I just want to say something about you know the, the how Texas in particular won't sign on for the um, Medicaid expansion. Yes, ma'am. Most people people that I know don't like to pay for something that isn't being used. True. And and we are paying in Texas. We are paying as a state. We are, and it's not being
5: used.
0: I am so glad that you said that.
4: Humanity, I mean, not that any one particular person, if you have, you know, health care coverage and whatnot, then of course you're not going to need the Medicaid expansion. But there are families out there that do, that can't get it. And I know humanity-wise, we are good people. And why would we want to pay for something that isn't being
0: used? That is so true and that is fiscally irresponsible. So here we have a party in Austin that claims two things that proves Uh, And that they do the opposite. They say they are fiscally responsible and they say they believe in sanctity of life. Yet they're allowing Texans to pay a hell of a lot of taxes for the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, not use the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. And the fact that they're not using the Medicaid to the uh, expansion of the Affordable Care Act means more Texans die. So everything they say they're about, it's a lie
4: absolutely and you know the how people would talk that you know republicans are all about small government you know small over smaller oversight and whatnot well we haven't been seeing that example in a long time
0: well as we can see uh, the the new republican legislature or government throughout the country, they want to be in a woman's womb. They want to tell her what she can do. They want to tell you what books you can read, what books needs to be removed. They don't want it to be, they, they claim they want pa- the choice on, of, yeah, they claim they want parents to have choices, yet they don't want uh, certain things taught. I mean, it, it I, I call it the yeah. largest form of projection possible. The problem is in the process, people get hurt.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's the sad part. Because those, those numbers are people.
0: Exactly. Those are actual people
4: and actual families affected.
0: Exactly. Alistair, that. Alistair, you're hitting the nail on the head. Anyway, my dear, anything else you want to say real quickly so we can go ahead and go to the next subject? No, or?
1: We're all,
4: I'm all good. I'm all good. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sis. You have, you a, have, a, great have a great day. day.
0: All right, my friend. All right, Here, here's a deal. Um, uh, the second part, first of all, I want to ask you again please call 713 526 5738. Hit option one to support the program, option two to come on the program to speak, or you can go to kpft.org. When you go to kpft.org, hit the donate button and please contribute whatever you can a t shirt, $100. Uh, with our logo and the politics, both the politics and right logo and the uh, KPFT logo on it, you can uh, do from a $25 uh, subscription to a $40, uh, not tw- a $25 donation to be a voting member of Pacifica, 41, $40 to be a complete voter in Pacifica. Or you can go to a $250 contribution. I'll take you to coffee. We can sit down and have a whole lot of chats, etc., etc., etc. But we need your support uh politics unright is way behind on the quota that it has to raise 713-526-5738 extension number 1 to contribute extension number 2 to be on air if you want to say something on air please do so now we only have about 8 minutes or so left anyway um want to let let you know the evidence is clear this was from an article that came out in uh last cu- a, a couple of, yesterday actually the 18th I came out yesterday and it says the evidence is clear. Medicare for all will save money and lives. The only two peer reviewed medical articles on the issue in the last 30 years came to the same conclusion. Medicare for All will save money by removing unnecessary paperwork and insurance company profits, lowering drug costs, and f- other factors. On Wednesday, Medicare for All legislation was introduced in the United States Senate and House by Senator Bernie Sanders and Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal. The bills use public financing to provide excellent insurance, including dental, vision, and long-term care for everyone with minimal cost sharing. A central uh, question is affordability. Will Medicare for All raise or lower healthcare costs in the United States? Is it affordable? We led two academic teams that published scientific papers to address this. The only peer-reviewed medical articles on this topic in the last thirty years. We worked separately at Yale and the University of California. We came to the same conclusion. Yes. Medicare will, for all will save money by removing unnecessary paperwork and insurance company profits, lowering drug costs, and other factors. These savings will more than offset. The cost of improving coverage and expanding it to everyone. The problem is that it reduces the profits of insurance companies, etc. And that's why they're fighting so hard to keep it on. It's more about profit than humanity. We as a people have to start forcing those who, who represent us to think humanity over the profits of people who are doing nothing but paying a bill. Johnny, come on in. You're hot, Johnny.
5: Oh, let me shut this. I have the computer on because the airwaves is not working today. Right. Um, I think I I understood what your previous caller, the female caller, was saying about paying for stuff you're not using. But there's a different way to look at it, too. Uh, We pay so socialistically for police and fire. And it's like an insurance policy. You don't want your house to burn down. (laughs) So I don't want to use the fire department, but I would like to know that if God forbid something happens and I need help putting a fire out, I can call nine one one, and the fire department will show up and not put me in bankruptcy court as well as homeless. Right. So there is that uh, the argument to be made. I, I agree with uh, the sentiment. I think what she's expressing is that we as Texans pay our fair share of taxes, and we do, but because of our dumbass governor, Republican that he is. He has the power. One man, one man has the power over how many millions of people just in, in the Houston area alone? Yes. What, we have the 4 million, 5 million people now? Yes. Imagine that. One guy has the power to say, okay, you four, or 5 million uh, uh, Harris County, Houston people, people, no, you're not going to have expanded Medicaid. Medicaid. You know, if you're uh, too poor, if you're poor, you deserve to have nothing. That's the message they send.
0: Johnny, Except the reason. Johnny the reason that i with no hesitation call every congress per every representative in Austin murderers and i really i i really don't take that back i really don't think that is inflammatory i think murdering means taking the life of somebody else okay and there's some other technical terms that you use for that. Knowingly murder, murder, the difference between manslaughter and murder, murder knowingly. I call each one of those folks who do not support the Medicaid expansion to the affordable care act in Texas murderers. And I do not say it to be inflammatory. I say it to be factual. They know that what they're doing is causing the deaths of many Texans. Yet they continue to do it. But Johnny, I got to go to Nancy because I only have a few minutes late left. So thank you so kindly for calling in my brother. Nancy, come on in. Nancy, you're on.
6: Hi. um, The bill that was presented for Medicare Act of 2023 that was presented uh, Wednesday, um, I have big complaints about it because it's left out two important points that was in a previous bill, uh, previous uh, HR 676. Uh, Uh The good part is that it's from birth, Medicare from Mm -hmm. birth, and for all residents. That means it includes the undocumented, which of course, you know, disease does not say, may I have your papers? But the bad part was they took out the progressive tax. That means people who make an annual salary over $50 million, that over part, not the under, the over 50 millions would be taxed at a higher income tax rate of 13 percent, something like that. And right. Under 50 million would be about 3 uh, percent. The 99 percent people would pay 3 percent more. That was not put in that bill that that was presented this week. The other point is a two-year phase-in. So, uh, the older people would get in after waiting one year. The others would have to wait two years, which is cruel, in my opinion. And let I live in a country, yeah, that, that
0: had. Nancy, every- I I, I got to go, but I want to thank you, first of all, for informing me of that, because that I didn't know. But let me just so I, I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. But let me tell you right now, if we have a two year ramp up to, to having a humane healthcare system. Because of where we are and where we are likely not going, I will take it. I imagine they did it to they did it for fiscal reasons and political reasons. I imagine that's why it was done. Uh, we' are not in a pure world, we're in a political world. so the, given that you like most of it, given that Nancy likes most of it, I'll take it. Anything else real quick before you got, before I got to go, Nancy., I, real quick.. I,
6: I, Right. I feel betrayed because you know without that progressive tax, it's going to be very difficult. It's like Okay,
0: Nancy, let, Nancy, let me stop you there for one reason. I, I want everybody to hear me tell you this, for one reason: there is no reason for you to feel betrayed for a substantial step forward. It's a fight that goes on forever. We don't feel betrayed and we don't disengage. What we do is we make marginal changes, we get marginal changes, and after we get marginal changes, we work to make it better. So, Nancy, please keep fighting for what you're fighting for, the way you fight. Let's make sure and accept the good that we get and we move on. Do we have an agreement on that, my dear sister?
6: No, we call, we call our representatives and there are eight Democrats that are yes. in the house. There we house.
0: go. You just and answered the question, Nancy, time. you just answered it. You stay engaged, right?
6: Yeah. Lizzie Fletcher and Sylvia Garcia in Houston. They have not uh, ever sponsored Medicare for us, and neither did Beto. You got to go, Warren.
0: Nancy. Thank you for calling, Nancy. I appreciate, I, I appreciate your call, Nancy. Keep calling. Okay. Okay. Um, Anyway, folks, look, we got to get out of here. We're almost done with the show, and I need to ask you to call 713-526-5738, extension number one, to contribute. We need those contributions right now for the program, 713-526-5738. I want to thank uh, Gonzalo for his kind support uh, of, the, uh, of the program Please don't let it just f- fall on the back of Gonzalo. We need a whole lot more. 713-526-5738 extension number one to contribute or go to kpft.org. Again, that is kpft.org. Hit extension number, hit the donate button and select the gift that you want, the amount you want to donate as well as uh, make sure to tell them it is for politics done right. Let it be told that it is for politics done right that you're making your contribution. We cannot do this without your support. We cannot do this without your support. 713-526-5738, extension number one, or kpft.org. Hit the donate button. Get the T-shirt. It's $100 for the T-shirt. You get the Politics Done Right T-shirt with the logo. Uh, You can also, uh, for a $250 contribution, we can go out for, I'll take you out for coffee, and we can sit down and talk politics, etc., etc. We cannot do this without you. My My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out!